We're in a situation where we have put together, and you guys did, did it for our administration, the President Obama's administration before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. I don't care if you think I'm Satan reincarnated. The latest on an alleged plan to assassinate Donald Trump. This man grabbed by police at a packed rally in Las Vegas, and ABC's Pierre Thomas has new details in Washington. Weighing up the mood of conservative America in a gun show in West Virginia. Among the rifle racks and ammunition, there's anger and a dark talk of looming conflict. Senator Rand Paul was allegedly assaulted at his own We are witnessing a radicalization of libertarians all across the country. Dear viewers, we have just received word that Libertarian Death Squad are taking over. We have come to take our country back. He also worries that civil war could be on the way back. There are fears a her son, 19-year-old Horace Lorenzo Anderson, was shot and killed inside the then-cop-free zone that persisted for weeks on Capitol Hill. Is over of Afghanistan now inevitable? No, it is not. It's taken just four weeks for that statement to be proved so um, spectacularly and alarmingly wrong. Reality, thousands of miles away, is now on him. China is urging its citizens not to travel abroad as it struggles to contain the virus. We will be standing up Christmas Island as a quarantine. Go, Brandon, I agree. Hey, by the way, China are you in now banned from entering the country. Christmas Island today declared that the coronavirus Name three things that don't hang themselves. That's what the American people think. Drag is holy. There has been an assault on the rights of drag performers in this country, and we must call out the hypocrisy and the injustice. Jesus called himself a mother hen longing to gather up her chicks. Gender is a construct, you see. And if Jesus can be a mother hen, then you can dress in drag. I've even heard it said that Jesus was, and humanity is, God in drag. A little longer than a few minutes later. Hey guys, there's a lot in the news today, and I got a lot I want to talk about today, but let's start off with something a little humorous, shall we? Uh, side note, I want to do one bit of housekeeping real quick. I want to issue a correction on something. It's not really a correction. It's something that I, well, I basically misspoke. I knew, I know better, considering I reported on Julian Assange's extradition from beginning to end. So I apparently at some point in this episode said that 
uh, Edward Snowden was still in Russia. Didn't mean to. Complete misspeak on my part. And I want to give a special shout out to Janari? Janori? One? Sorry, I'm not getting your name right. Janori says, Assange is not in Russia, to which I responded with fair. He was extradited, and I should have been more clear with that. I meant that she is going to Russia, who is constantly accused of killing press, yet they protect Assange, Snowden, and now Tara. I appreciate you calling me out. I'll be more clear and careful with details going forward. Thank you. So, yeah, I mean that. When I, when I say if I fuck something up, tell me in the comments below and I will correct it. I mean it. The only reason why I didn't get this uh, correction issued a little bit sooner is just because with the last couple days uh, before the weekend, I had a really hectic schedule. A lot of uh, I had some troubling uh, issues come up with my family, so I didn't really uh, get get a chance to record very much. And then the smokes from the Canadian wildfire came to Detroit, and that was a thing. So it just kind of a weirdly hectic. Uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Now I'm here on Tuesday. That being said, I appreciate you guys riding out the housekeeping with me. Let's just have some fucking fun. Lightning strikes suspected as cause of fire at 160-year-old Massachusetts, Massachusetts church. And we have this article, and then we have two different fact-check articles. AP and Snopes. AP is pulling some bullshit that Snopes is famous for pulling, but Snopes didn't pull the same bullshit. We'll get into it and I'll elaborate further. Article by the AP. Now, this is not the fact check. Keep that in mind. Continuing on. Spencer, Massachusetts. By the way, the, a lot of people saying, well, it wasn't in Boston. No one said it was, motherfucker. It literally says Spencer in the name of the church. That's only some shit that the media came out with after people started making jokes about this being wrath of God, which... This church has caught fire a couple times before, too. And I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I, uh, with how many Presbyterian churches have gone up in flames, I don't think God likes the pride shit in his house. And it's always a fucking Presbyterian church or a Lutheran church. And I say that as a very bitter fucking Lutheran. I hate my own fucking religion right now. All the progressive, woke bullshit in my fucking faith. You know how embarrassing I am? How embarrassed I fucking am when I go to an event and there's some fucking bedecked, rainbow-clad fruitcake claiming to represent the Lutheran faith? No. No, you fucking don't. You fucking piece of shit. You can't sit here and preach this progressive Christianity bullshit and then say, but I respect the religion and I, I'm, a, I'm a spokesperson for it. No, you're not. You're a fucking shill. You're an activist wearing my religion as a fucking mask to push your pseudo-Marxist sophist bullshit. Fuck you. Really boils my fucking blood. Like, come on. I can tell her when the Catholics do it because I like to make fun of the fucking cultists. James, Catholics aren't a cult. Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right. Because God really said, motherfuckers, give me some money. You need a pot. Seriously, Catholics, at what point did you think God was a fucking OnlyFans model that you could buy your forgiveness from? No, you fucking tards. I'm sorry if you're Catholic, but dude, come on. Well, I have a question. How's that inflation rate uh, affecting your forgiveness? You, uh, you have to pay a little extra forgiveness? Is there like a, a 0.8% on how many more Hail Marys you gotta fucking do? No. Tithe, 10%. Any church asking for more than that or demanding more than that is a fucking money-making cult. Fuck. 
Read the 99, read the 95 these and let me know what your problem with them is. Seriously. I think a lot of Catholics give Lutheran shit just because their parents are like, well, those Protestants. Shut up. Go fuck yourself. Moving on. Completely off the fucking topic. My bad. You, I, I had a recent argument with some Catholic family members and it did not go well for them. Started making jokes about uh, the inflation affecting how much it costs to be forgiven. And I was like, look, I just find it kind of suspicious that your guys' uh, whole, like, spokesperson thing covers up a bunch of pedophiles and child rapists. I mean, it's not like Lutherans yet have that moniker. But, uh, sure, sure, uh, Catholics, go off, I guess. I just lost some subscribers, didn't I? Moving on. Again, find me where in the verse, uh, find me where in the book God says, uh, pay me for forgiveness. Not just tithe, but also for, for, for the forgiveness side of it. Come on. The Catholic Church is a fucking joke. The first con- uh, <laughs> the first congressional church in Spencer caught fire Friday afternoon when a storm was moving through the area. Video showed the steeple falling as the building was engulfed in flames. Spencer Fire Chief Robert Parsons said in an email Saturday that lightning likely started the fire. He said the building was a total loss. Yeah, and a fairly nice day, too. Same with the George Floyd mural. You know, fairly nice day, then kaboom from the fucking sky. And by the way, it's funny they say uh, they believe, considering we have footage of the lightning striking the building. We will get to that, too. No injuries were reported in the fire because God is fucking merciful which drew nearly 100 firefighters from cl- uh, close to 20 departments. And the fact that those many firefighters couldn't put it out really tells you something. There has been a church in the area. There's been a church in the area since the 1700s. A church on the site was lost to a fire in, 19- in 1862. Spencer, in central Massachusetts, is about 10 miles west of uh, Worcester which is 16 kilometers for, I guess, those people uh, outside the States. Look at this. This this is a go woke it fucking burned, I guess. Now let's hop over here. Let's go with uh, with AP. No one AP said anything you're trying to debunk, but this is the thing they do. It's like Donald Trump could do a perfect Olympian-style backflip, right? And the fact-checkers would say, did Donald Trump do a perfect Olympian-style backflip on a Sunday at 5 p.m.? While Donald Trump did perform the backflip, it was not at a not on a Sunday at 5 p.m. We determined this claim to be false. And all they do is advertise the false radio underneath the headline, Did Trump do a backflip? False. Verified. And it's because you added a bunch of bullshit that no one fucking said before. So I feel, I, I, I hate fact checks for this fucking reason. Massachusetts Church was not holding same-sex wedding when it was hit by lightning and burned down. Said who? One Twitter user? Come on. No one fucking reported that. In all the articles I fucking read, they're hyperbolic as hell, but no one said that. Now, they did say this church was flying pride flags. This church was advocating pride causes. This church was fighting for trans rights. Now, that's been reported. And, uh, I don't know, man, there's sort of a certain thing in Leviticus about man laying with man that seems to come immediately to mind. Uh, not only that, uh, what is, um, what's this month celebrating? Which one of the sins? Uh, you know, it's pride, right? I feel so bad for the other six that must feel so left out. Like, I bet wrath is just enraged that there's not a wrath month, right? What about sloth? 
Well, I would say that there's a, you know, not an envy one or anything, but I feel like the I feel like tax season actually falls into a couple of the deadly sins as well, but that's beside the point. Let's get into this shit show. Dude, you holding same-sex marriage when it was hit by lightning? Claimed literally fucking no one ever. Claim. A church in Boston was hosting a same-sex wedding ceremony when it was hit by lightning, sparking a fire that left no survivors. Said no one. Who claimed it? Who? Who the fuck claimed that shit, cunt? It wasn't anyone on my side. Who the fuck? No, the claim is, the church was woke. God smited. And now everyone's asking the question, does God smite? I am personally in the camp of yes. I'll, uh, reference the people who were having candlelight prayers and memorials outside uh, George Floyd mural in Ohio. Which, by the way, I drive by that mural at least twice a week. Should you guys want me to get some pictures of it? Post it? Because it's still, it's still just a brick wall. This is the same mural that uh, that Tim Pool talks about all the time. Yeah, I drive by this thing constantly. So I'll get some, I'll get some footage with it. Oddly enough, there's actually right from that bar, that same bar that had the George Floyd mural that people were like praying to and crying at and worshiping at. That God said, "Uh, fuck your golden crackheaded cow." Bam! Blew that bitch up. There's this meme, right? He is risen with the Shrek looking over it. That is actually only like five blocks away at most from that same mural. You'll be surprised by how many meme pictures are from Toledo. The same thing with that uh, I had to do it to him picture. Correction, the uh, I had to do it to meme is not in fact from Florida or uh, from Ohio. I thought it was. I was told it was a long time ago, but it's not. The George Floyd thing and the church thing, however, are a validated fact. If you don't believe me, fact check me on that one. I drive past both of them regularly. I'm also in Detroit regularly. Where am I? I'm also in Washington, D.C. regularly. You'll never know where I'll be. Maybe I'm in your closet right now, recording this while you're sleeping. Yeah. You ever wake up in the middle of the night? Most of your snacks are gone. You ever, you ever, ever wake up, go to the fridge, and you swear there was more food in there and it's gone? That was me. I was in your house. Stole your food. I petted your dog. Overfed your cat and left. What you gonna do about it, bitch? Now let's get back to this article. <laughs> and who the fuck... It's widely reported that there were no casualties. So who the fuck is saying there were no survivors? Fuck you. AP's assessment. False. The first congressional church in the town of Spencer, which is central Massachusetts, not the Boston area, said no one, no one claimed it was Boston. No one but you and other fact-checking sites are claiming it was Boston. You're making up shit. <laughs> not the Boston area. Did burn down on June 2nd after it was hit by lightning. But there was no wedding being held at the time, nor any injuries reported. The local fire chief told the AP. Yeah, well, here's the thing, AP. No one made the claims that there was a church, that there was a wedding going on. And no one made the claims that there were no survivors because no one was injured. The facts. The church caught fire on Friday afternoon earlier this month when a storm was moving through the area, the AP reported. Really? That's weird. Not many people came claim to report a report a, a heavy storm, but okay, I'll, I'll roll with it. If you're uh, claiming that's accurate, because you've gotten everything else right so far. <laughs> Social media users initially shared a video of the church engulfed in flames with posts containing homophobic rhetoric and criticizing the church's stances on groomer issues. I mean LGBTQ plus, you know, all the mental illness numbers or letters. 
issues. The church's Facebook page has published positive messages about pride. That's your first fucking problem. A church shouldn't be posting things in praise of pride, not just because of the whole man shall not lay with man thing. Also, you know, that kind of flies in the face of, like, you know, be fruitful and multiply amongst the earth. I don't know if you've noticed or not, but a dick and a dick don't make a baby. And a vag and a vag don't make a baby either. And uh, I don't care what you pretend to be. If you bang the same biological sex that you popped out the pussy as, no baby. Seems like it was kind of a, a design of sorts. So, you know, Leviticus versus plus how we were designed kind of shows you that this is a mental illness. Homosexuality is a mental illness. Argue with me in the comments below. I'll ask you. Oh, yeah? Is it natural? And I swear to God, one of my least favorite arguments is when someone's like, yeah, well, this animal that we share no genome or DNA with has homosexual relations. It's like, first off, neat. Different genome, different animal, different species, different evolutionary line and everything. Now you're like, a Lutheran who's speaking about evolution? Yeah, motherfucker. Now, um, what I really find funny about this argument, it's also like, alright, good. Do you also know why inter like same-sex intercourse occurs most commonly in other animals? It's not because they're like, oh, hey boy, I like that ass of yours. Ooh. No, it's because uh, I want I want to assert dominance, and the best way for me to assert dominance is by fucking you up the ass. That's why animals do that. That's why male dogs hunt male dogs. That's why male penguins hunt male penguins. It's not like a, a hey. It's like a hey, bitch, know your place. So you know the difference, but sure, make that disingenuous-ass argument. It's the same thing feminists say when they're like, well, you know, if you look at the lions, the lionesses are the alphas who do all the hunting. It's like, first off, we're not fucking lions. We have nothing in common with lions. You fucking retard. Just because you're a fur who pretends to be a cat doesn't mean we're lions, motherfucker. And second off, that's also more of a myth than you'd like to be comfortable with knowing. Because the lionesses, uh, sure... They do a lot of hunting, but they're not the dominant hunter-gatherers for the lions. And even then, that more or less depends on what species of lion you're talking about and what part of the world these lions are in. Like, Madagascar lions are way different than your fucking Sahara Plains lions. Like, come on. People always have to... Like, I love how people have to reach outside of our genome and outside of our species to find examples that justify their fucking mental illnesses. It's like, mmm... Do you think you're a lion? Because I'll add that to your list of mental illnesses, too. I mean, shit, you're going for the high score right here. You and Jazz Jennings. But moving on. But in recent days, some users shared the footage with the false claims that the blazed... I, 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 I want you to sort some of these. Cite some of these, my man. Anyway, with false claims that the blaze took place in Boston and that it occurred amid a same-sex wedding ceremony, I wish... I fucking wish this article would be ten times funnier if that was the reality of the goddamn situation, but it's not. And now I don't, I'm not saying the whole, there were no survivors line. Of course I wish there were survivors, you know, and it's kind of hard to talk about survivors when there was no casualties to begin with. The church is mostly empty when this all took place, so. But sure, anything you can do to say, this church wasn't burned to the ground because of pride issues. You couldn't just say, fact, the church did burn down when struck by lightning. Users submitted photos. No, you had to make a whole contrived fucking narrative to go with it. Quote, a church in Boston 
where a homosexual couple who were conducting a wedding set on fire after being struck by lightning. God's wrath reads one post of the footage on TikTok. Oh, you found one fucking comment, like I said. Another post on TikTok and Twitter added the false claim that no survivors in the fire. Well, I mean, technically, right? Like, how semantic do you want to be? Sure, there were no survivors because there was no one in the church to begin with. What about the ants? Hmm? What about the bats in the belfry? Shout out if you know that reference. What about them? They burned. Quote, Church burnt down by lightning in Boston in the USA during a marriage ceremony of a homosexual couple. No survivors uh, from the participants. Reads the post misspelling lightning. Okay. You found two quotes. The church was still a groomer, faggy church, and it got smited. Huh. Seems like the facts of the matter still fucking stand, don't it? However, the historic church in Spencer, about 10 miles west of Worcester, I don't respect the metric system anymore, so I'm moving forward. Unless I'm buying drugs or using firearms. Now, was closed when the fire broke out. Not hosting a wedding, according to Spencer Fire Chief Robert Partons. No injuries were reported in the fire, which drew nearly 100 firefighters from 20 departments. Now let's hop over here. Did a church that embraced LGBTQ plus people burn after lightning strike it? Struck it? Fuck. First Congressional Church in Spencer, Massachusetts was indeed destroyed by lightning on June 2nd, 2023. Huh. Wild. Eric Khan, I follow the Eric Khan account actually. Woke LGBTQ plus church struck by lightning burns to the ground. Quote a uh, bad religion. They call it God's love. Remember what bad religion was worth listening to, guys? Here's the church. There goes the steeple. Look at all the people. Ah. Uh, Kind of uh, reminds me of when uh, that church in France had that gay pride flying out of it, and then no- Notre Dame. It's like it reminds me when Notre Dame flew a pride flag, and then it caught flames suddenly. Oh darn, drats! Oh no, folks! Oh you bull! Nice of you to celebrate the destruction of an old historic building where many people worshipped God. Cope harder, Trump Crusader, in with the fucking clutch. Basically, ironic Pride Month moment. Yeah, yeah, for fucking sure. In this story, we've laid out the facts behind the subject, the context of the apparent implications that a higher power... See, now they're going for the God angle of it, which... How do you prove or disprove that, really? It's a little bit hard to prove or disprove. I mean, if you could factually disprove that argument, you could factually disprove God, but you fail to be able to really do either. So let's have fun. In the story, we've laid out the facts behind this subject. The context, that apparent implication that a higher power caused the fire. <laughs> Fact check, false. God did not burn the church down. Right, right. Uh, Thoughts from the church's leader and also background of the property's centuries-old history. To our surprise that our history included another fire that occurred in the 19th century. Oh, you mean the groomer papist running this church said this wasn't an act of God? Gee, says the man that has never done an act of God his entire fucking life. Sorry, I don't think groomers exactly make the cut. Facts and subjective thinking. I'll tell you what, the facts are the church burned down and struck by lightning on June 2nd. Subjective is people saying it had anything to do with God. 
Yeah, TLDR it? Is that basically enough for you? We'll only read a little bit of this. The video of the tweet captured on June 2nd, it showed the devastating fire that destroyed the first congressional church of Spencer... By the way, by the way, I just realized something. Didn't y'all mother... What the fuck? Hold on, hold on. I got something for your ass real quick. Whoa. But did you keep that tone? Misspelled that. I'm a nice guy on Twitter. You guys should go follow me on Twitter. All right. Yeah, I just realized that. Just, just crossed my fucking mind a second ago. It's like, wait a minute. St. John's Church, like the president of the United States Church that all the presidents of the United States have gone to since, like, Adams, was set on fire by Antifa. Did ya? I remember the left celebrating that. I remember the left holding sirens saying God is dead, which just shows how badly they misunderstood Frederick Nietzsche. It's okay, the left seems to do that. Ask Adolf Hitler. Moving on. The first week claimed that the church... Uh, in the clip, embraced woke LGBTQ plus people, which it's true. It's true. The church had publicly posted positive messages about pride. Again, not a good look for a church in recent years, according to a number of past images on its Facebook page. Second, the tweet said the church was struck by lightning, causing it to burn burn to the ground. This is also true. Hmm. Let me guess. The only thing you have a problem with is them saying this was an act of God, right? While these two facts of the claim were accurate, it, it's a subject. It's a subjective. First off, it's subjective. That's the word. You don't need an uh. The uh is a little useless there. Sort of like uh, Snopes on a daily basis. Evidence-free conclusion to assert that the two things were linked and that a higher power chose to burn down the church. I love it. I love it so much. You can't prove it. You can't disprove it. But to Snopes' credit, they did say, well, the church did burn down, and it was struck by lightning, and they did host pride people. So, yeah. Meanwhile, the other outlet was like, they didn't host pride. And then uh, AP is like, fact check, false. Church did not burn, even though church burned. Huh? Huh? What? You know what I mean? I love this. It's just a little fun story, like I said. Even before the viral tweet that appeared to link the two facts, the church, well, at least we agree they're facts, the church's leader, Rev. Bruce McLeod, probably someone the Vatican would rush to protect when uh, their history comes out, just assuming they have a history here that no one knows about yet, and that a higher power chose to burn down the church even before the viral appearance, Church Reverend Bruce had addressed uh, parishioners. And provided his own thoughts, saying, quote, I don't think God made the fire. Well, I don't think you think with God first. I think you are more of an activist by nature, considering that you completely ignore multiple verses in Leviticus. Granted, I know Leviticus is a bit of a depressing fucking read, and I, too, ignore a lot of the verses in there. I do love shrimp. But, you know, at least I, uh, when I sin, I usually keep it to myself. And ask for forgiveness in private. You motherfuckers shove that sin down everybody's fucking throat. 
and hey father, I'm just going to assume there's a few underage boys that may uh, have had your views shoved down their throat once or twice, you know, when no one was looking, of course. You uh, gave them a baptize, baptism all over their face, right? Even before, moving on, McLeod, McLeod, McLeod. it would be McLeod. Not a great name for a rape. I mean, papist. Sorry, sorry. Uh, in the interim, pastor. Oh, so you're not even like the main pastor. Interesting. Of both the Spencer and Leicester congressional churches, he made those remarks just two days before after the fire on June 4th, as both churches met Leicester. Uh, both churches met in Leicester. For the weekly Sunday service. I think only one of them got together. Note, this proportion of the service begins at 2431. Marked in the video. I mean, that's neat for you, bud. Now let's look at some of these pictures, shall we? Motherfucker. How do I... Okay, there we go. Hmm. Let's just look at some, some of these photos real quick. I will say, it is always sad to see a church burn down. But I feel like when a church completely abandons the teachings of the Bible... It's no longer God's house, and which, what use does God have for a church that doesn't serve him? So why keep it? You know, that, that's kind of the real question here. So if, if your church can't deliver on the words of God and live up to the, the legacy of being the house of God, then why the fuck should anyone care about you? Why should God protect your church? Why should God take action for your church? Hell, I even mocked St. John's Church back in the day because they flew a pride flag. Granted, it wasn't God that set them on fire. It was a bunch of fucking pride flag lovers themselves that set the building on fire. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. So let's hop over back over here. Quote, There's a bolt that struck first Congressional Church, one of the page managers for the Spencer Fire Department commented, quote, This was taken during the storm and the subsequent picture shows the smoke in the background, the church's history and previous fires. On June 3rd, the Boston Globe published information about the history of the site where the first Congressional Church of Spencer had stood, citing Mary Baker Wood, the chair of the Spencer Historical Commission, as well as a website for the church. The Globe reported that the Congressional Church was believed to have gathered for service on the same land going back to 1743. The church's website said that the first building was little more than a barn, I imagine that's when the beliefs in God actually died too, right? And that's, I've said this before on this show, avoid churches at all cost. And if you do go to church, just know what the church's function actually is. The church's function is to provide a social circle for churchgoers. So you have a community built in where people share similar values and worldviews. Now more and more the church is are unable to provide that. And I've long since said, the churches have almost become a golden cow of their own, similar to how the Bible became a golden cow. The Bible's a tool. The churches are tools as well. But there's a big epidemic with a lot of people in the Christian faith, or even outside the Christian faith, who just go to their places of worship, let some old dodgy fuck read to them verses from the Bible, and tell them what they believe the, the verses are. People more and more have no interest in reading the book themselves. Hell, even doing the half-ass thing and just listening to an audio version of the Bible. 
They would rather just have some old dotard read off a Bible verse to them once in a while when they feel like they need to go to church instead of actually come to their own conclusions about what the Bible says. But they would rather argue with you and tell you that you don't know anything about their religion when all they know is what they were told to know. It's sort of like talking history with someone who's only ever learned history from a public school classroom. But then you try to actually talk to them about something like the Civil War and the more nuanced versions of the Civil War, and it's so opposite of everything they've ever fucking understood about Lincoln and the actual causes of the Civil War that they just reject you on the surface and tell you that you don't know what you're talking about. A lot of Christians, unfortunately, have that exact same fucking problem. Because it's easier to sit on your fucking ass in a fucking building and just hear someone read to you. God forbid you do any of your own fucking research and come to your own conclusions, right? I know this audience is smart. I'm not saying you guys fall into this camp. I'm just saying it's an epidemic I've observed with a lot of churches and a lot of Christianity. And the issue is the same problem where you just listen to some old fuck read off a book to you. And I'm sorry, when you only have somebody read it off to you, it is just a book. Unless you actually sit down and go through it yourself. Either, like, again, audio book Bibles are fine. Adventure action Bibles are fine. I don't care how you read the Bible. As long as you're the one reading it yourself. And you get progressive Fruit Loop churches because of people just listening. Not countering, not doing their own research, not saying, hey, Father, I think you're wrong. I don't think you actually understand what you're talking about. And you'd be like, but James, it's a church. Yeah, it's your church just as much as it's his fucking church. The church is for you. The student the person following in the footsteps of a higher power, not the asshole at the podium. The asshole at the podium is supposed to be a fucking mouthpiece, not an activist, not a leader. You are just supposed to go to the church, hear what they have to say, engage with the community, but ultimately just know that that's all it is. It's a place for the community to get together. And that's only more of a problem because people just choose to listen to the people reading the Bible. They don't do it themselves. I'm repeating myself. I think I made my point clear. But yeah, it's just something I, I hate, and I think that's the main reason for a lot of this progressive, degenerate versions of Christianity that are popping up. These weird, faggy cult churches that are popping up everywhere. And you'll notice, just like how Marxists and commun commies fucking do, where they take over a pre-existing institution, it's largely these churches have been around forever. These old churches... Fuck, man. I mean, I, I know I've mentioned Lutheranism on here, but a great quote from Martin Luther, as I believe it's Martin Luther, is that the smokes of the flames and smokes of hell have already sept, seeped into the Vatican through the floorboards. And that has only gotten worse in the 200 and, what, 90 years since the 95 thieves were nailed to the Vatican door by a certain German? I'm just saying, like, read the Bible yourself. You're not going to get a whole lot out of church, and you're going to get a whole lot less out of church these days. If you go for the community, and you go to know who's in your area that thinks like you, fine. Churches are a useful tool. But if you're going to church to form a relationship with God, you're not going to form a relationship with God. It's just not going to happen. Churches do not facilitate that. At least not anymore. Maybe you got a good church. Maybe you love the church you go to and you think I'm absolutely wrong. And you know what? I'm happy that you found a church that delivers what you need. That's great. That is incredibly rare these days. My church abandoned me. I used to go to a church called uh, King of Kings back in the day. And you want to know what happened to King of Kings? King of Kings, old pastor, retired. 
and a fucking dyke bitch took over. She took down the American flags and put up pride flags and trans flags. She took down one of the crosses and hung up another pride flag. Kings of King of Kings Lutheran Church is a fucking joke. It's abandoned its principles and it's abandoned its congregation in view of what seems to be more of a progressive ideology. So I don't have a church. I don't have a home church. My home church is literally me, my Bible, the New Living Version, the King James Bible is a fucking fanfic. Sorry, guys, I hate to break it to you, but the King James Bible exists because a, a king wanted to insert himself into the Bible, so it was. That's it. Just like Dante's Inferno. I don't care how many facts it draws from, from the actual Bible, it's just fanfic. Dante's Inferno is a fucking fanfic. The King James Bible is a fucking fanfic. I'm losing a lot of subscribers on this episode, I imagine. But we're almost done anyway, so you all like my next episode. Let's see. After the fire in 1862, a new building was erected and dedicated uh, in 1880, uh, 1863. It survived for 160 years before lightning strike destroyed it. Other than the historical information on the church's website, its leadership included the following on the homepage. Quote, no matter who or what you... Who or where you are in life's journey, you are welcome. Yeah, shove that up your ass. I have no fucking interest in your stupid little fucking fake church. I have no interest in the fucking fake, degenerative fucking ideas your church supports. I have no interest in your bullshit, woke ideologies that fly in the face of religion, considering the Marxist roots of a lot of these woke ideologies. Marx himself denounced religion as a cult, as a misleading to control the masses, while himself forming an ideology to mislead the masses by substituting God and religion, be it whatever your religion is. I may be Christian. I don't care if you're Muslim or not. There's a guy who used to comment on my page all the time, and he was Muslim, and I uh, he would always leave links shit-talking Christianity. So one day I asked him a question. I was like, hey, bud, let me ask you a question. Why do you believe the sun sets in a puddle of mud every day and the moon rises from the same puddle of mud? All of a sudden, he didn't comment anymore. One person did comment was like, that's not what the Quran says. I'm like, oh yeah, buddy, you want to be sure about that? The Quran does in fact say that the Bible sets in a lake of mud or that the sun sets in a lake of mud and the moon rises from a lake of mud. It also is implying that the sun and the moon are the same fucking thing. I am not kidding. Fact check me. The Quran is fucking doofy. But again, the Quran, Islam, and all that shit, fanfic, Christian. A Christian form, the whole thing of Islam. And a lot of the Muslim views that are held today are literally a Christian cultist. That's your homework for the day. Look into the origins of Islam and a handful of these, like, like the dominant Muslim factions you have today. They all form from a Christian who got excommunicated from his church, and it's homework assignment. I don't have time to go into it. It's a fucking divvy and a half. But that being said, I have been your host, James Madison. Yeah, go woke, burn to the fucking ground, I guess. I'll talk to y'all later. inside four walls i am your host james madison and trump has been federally indicted 
Now, where this goes from there, who knows? We are actively in unprecedented waters again. Now, yeah, Trump was indicted before. Nothing came of that. Kind of like everyone was able to predict. And with this one, I'm willing to bet a fat nothing is going to come of this either. They're going to posture him, put him on a podium, have him do his little, uh, little song and dance, get the court animator to draw the little sketches, and then he'll be back home in Florida every time. Look, it's a really hard sell to get me to, to convince me that he's actually going to go behind bars. But, like he says, if he does go behind bars, he's not going away. He's going to keep running. And how are you going to put him behind bars, exactly? I've tried this before. What, you're going to put the Secret Service in their own cell? Is it going to be like rotation? How does the Secret Service work on this one? Because you have a constitutional obligation. The, cons the like, fucking dead ass, bro. Unless you are fully impeached and you're stripped of all the ability to run from office, and not only are you impeached, but you are found guilty and stripped of office, then you lose Secret Service. But barring that, Trump is constitutionally bound to a Secret Service. You can't separate the two. Now, that's not to say they wouldn't or they couldn't. It's just we're in unprecedented waters, and with two impeachment trials, this is the second indictment here, and all the other shit we've had and heard thrown at Trump, nothing's fucking stopped him. Nothing's stuck, nothing has slowed him down, and this whole second in indictment has led to him getting more points in public polling, and he's breaking records in fundraising again. And we will be going over to social to read some of the stuff he's been posting, but let's get right into this article, shall we? It's, it's so fucking funny. I remember when it all started in 2016, the DNC saying, we're going to ensure that Donald Trump is not a historically significant president. Well, you guys have fucking nailed it. Trump says he will run for president even if convicted in classified documents case. I'll never leave... Cue the one thing a lot of people have been wishing for for many years by Patrick Riley, June 10th, 2023, and it was updated. Again, he can just, just like Joe Biden now, he can just whim, think to himself, hmm, the classified documents, and they're declassified. There's not a procedure he has to go through. He doesn't have to fill out paperwork with anyone. But when you take documents, you do have to run them through the National Archives, which we know he did. And the National Archives not only approved the documents he had, also gave him the padlock and the safe that they were in. That kind of smells like a setup in hindsight, doesn't it? And again, I understand if you want to investigate, fine. We're having this investigation and we're going to indict Trump over it. If we can indict someone who took documents while they were president, shouldn't we be able to indict people who took documents when they weren't president? i.e. Joe Biden taking documents when he was a senator and even getting his hands on more documents while as a private citizen, many times more boxes of documents than Trump had. And they were kept in a garage on the floor next to a car or they were kept in a U-Pen think tank or they were kept at any number of Hunter or uh, of Joe Biden's family members' houses. Whereas with Trump, they were all confined into Mar-a-Lago. Now, it is true, they weren't all confined into a safe. There were boxes, marked, doc marked classified, just kind of shoved places, like in his closet or in a public or in a private bathroom that he no longer uses, that he's kind of turned into like a storage room. We'll get into that. But let's just continue on, shall we? Donald Trump said he would continue his bid for the White House even if he is convicted in the Mar-a-Lago documents case. I just, 
I would love to see this indictment. It'd be kind of a wild indictment. And it'd be kind of wild to see somebody continue to run, from, run for president while behind bars. Again, I highly doubt he's going to be thrown behind bars because, let's face it, you have the QAnon bullshit, which is the two more weeks and he'll be, in, he'll be president again. And you got the Blue Anon, which is two more weeks and he'll be in prison. It's just two assholes on two sides of an aisle yelling two more weeks at me. And you're both fucking wrong. Neither side have been right at all. And, you know, I like John McAfee. I supported McAfee in 2016. I, McAfee was my first choice in 2020. So, something about me and supporting felons and criminals on the run, I guess. For President Donald Trump said he will continue his 2024 run for the White House, even if he is federally convicted on 37 counts relating to his handling of classified documents. Quote, I'll never leave. Trump told Politico on Saturday in an interview on his private plane, quote, Look, if I would have left, I would have left prior to the original race in 2016. That was a rough one. In theory, that was not, that was not doable. Neither the indictment itself nor conviction would legally prevent Trump, 76 years old, from running or winning the presidency in 2024. The ex-president could appear on the ballot from prison. Which would be just fucking keg. And I guarantee you, he wants his mugshot taken. Because he's going to put that on t-shirts. He already sold a fake mugshot of him on t-shirts. If he gets his hands on the real deal, you know he's selling it. And I'm buying one of them at least. Trump, who has denied any wrongdoing and slammed the indictment as politically motivated witch hunt, told the outlet that he does not expect to be convicted and that he does not plan on taking a plea deal unless there is a scenario, quote, where they pay me some damages. Yeah, again, the president has unilateral declassification power. No one else has that power. No one else can stop him. Now, there are certain, like, regulations in place, but those get ignored constantly, i.e., look at JFK, right? The JFK files are well past the 50-year date for declassification, but they're not going to be declassified. They keep getting pushed back further and further and further, and occasionally, they really need you to quit looking at something, you might get a leaked document here and there. That's about it. Like, last time, what was it? We found out that Jack Ruby's real name was Jack Rubenstein which is something that a lot of people already kind of knew based on, like, you know, prior leaked documents. So, the only way you're going to get really declassified documents out of the federal government is if it's something that doesn't matter to anybody or if a president declassifies it. Now, again, you have to look at the concern that Joe Biden as a vice president and as a senator and as a private citizen took documents. But there's no investigation into him, at least revolving around the documents that he stole that I know of. That would imply a certain level of, of political prosecution. And not only that, if Trump wasn't leading in the polls and or if he wasn't running for president again, these indictments would never come down. They would never have happened. They wouldn't be deemed necessary. If he just stayed in Mar-a-Lago, never ran for 2024, none of this would be happening right now. That's why none of this happened sooner. And by the way, speaking of secret documents, how much you want to bet Dick Cheney has way more than Trump and Biden combined. Oh, and Pence, because Pence also had a bunch of classified documents that he wasn't supposed to have either. But see, he turned those over, and he plays ball with the Uniparty, so no investigation needed into him. So let's continue on. And I do find it funny. He's like, oh, I'll only take a plea deal if you pay me for it. When asked about the prospect of pardoning himself, should he win the White House again, he said, quote, I don't think 
I'll ever have to. I didn't do anything wrong. Based answer. Absolutely based answer. And one thing I do like about this guy is unlike other people when they get cornered, he doesn't apologize. He just goes, hmm, I did nothing wrong. Prove it. Fuck you. And then when they try to prove it, what happens? He has a fucking slip on a banana peel and nails a backflip. And the people who tried to indict him look like a fucking clown. I.e. Braggs. Have you seen Braggs' polling lately? He failed for the he got the indictment done, but failed to get Trump behind bars, and all the progressives that supported him started ditching him. Oops. When you swing at the king, you best not miss. The 49-page indictment against former President Donald Trump was unsealed in Miami on Friday, making it his second indictment in as many months and and marks the first time a US president or first time in US history a former president has faced federal charges. That's the interesting thing, right? Because you have a Miami judge in a Miami court ruling over this. Miami, Florida as a whole, is like the second largest Trump-supporting state. So you mean to tell me in this jury you're not going to get a few MAGA-supporting Cubans, a couple pro-Trump Venezuelans, or just some conservatives in general? It's a pretty hard polling firm. You're going to end up with a similar audience as a CNN town hall, I guarantee it. The charges, which include 31 counts of willful retention of national defense documents and conspiring to obstruct justice, follow Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg's April indictment for Trump's alleged falsification of business records. And that case got thrown the fuck out by the end of the day. So again... If you got something, you better fucking make sure you win. But I do find the timing for all this very funny. What's happening right now? Whistleblowers are coming out. More documents. We now find out that the Ukrainian oil firm, the, the guy they work on the phone with, had 17 secret audio recordings. We'll be getting into that later. And everyone's like, look, aliens. Oh, look, Trump's being arrested. Just don't look over here at what's actually going on. Don't look at the big prescient stories. And I know I'm playing a role in that by covering this, but... Look, I cover distractions and the big stories, too. So if I'm not getting distracted by the distractions, it's no big deal. Besides, this is historically significant. This is something that's going to stand out and likely be talked about in the future. I mean, this is setting all kinds of disturbing precedents. And maybe if we're lucky, Trump uh, might get back in office. And this is the part I'm saying we get lucky about. I'm saying if he gets back in office, he actually is more than just talk this time around. So far, I like what I hear. He can lose my support at a drop of a hat, though. An un... Uh... <clears throat> Ow, sorry. Ah, hold on. Give me one second. Back. An undeterred Trump spoke out publicly for the first time about the federal indictment at two separate campaign events on Saturday in Georgia and in North Carolina. Now, there are charges in Georgia that are pending against him, but those wouldn't be federal, I don't think. During two separate 90-minute speeches... He raged against the corrupt Department of Justice and the Biden administration and called the baseless indictment a form of election interference and a, <coughs> a demented prosecution. I don't know why my throat's all dried out today. Quote, if I wasn't leading in the polls, we'd have no difficulty with indictments. Uh, pretty accurate, actually. Trump told the crowd of hundreds of supporters at the North Carolina GOP state convention in Greensboro. Quote, we've got 5,000 prosecutors after us because they don't want to run against Trump, he said. This is more like Stalinist Russia or Communist China, he said of the Justice Department's case. Also likening it 
to abuse of power seen in third world countries. Cue the joke where it says uh, Joe Biden's is not banana public while he shows off his new uniform. Quote, there have been <laughs> these people have reached a level of Trump derangement syndrome that nobody thought possible. The former president continued. See, in all these pictures, right? Super sensitive, super, super classified. Yet we're just allowed to see pictures of all this stuff. Mm. Trump is facing 37 federal charges in the indictment, which is un- which unsealed in Miami on Friday. The FBI seized troves of documents that were illegal that were allegedly unlawfully kept at Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate in August. Investigators found boxes containing the documents throughout the property, including a quote ba- uh, ballroom and bathroom and shower office space, his bedroom and storage room, according to the indictment. All 37 charges against Trump. Uh, carry sentences again, uh, ranging from 5 to 20 years. Now, you give him the fact that he's 76, right? And you factor in, like, a 20-year sentence or even a 10-year sentence, and you factor in that he's facing, like, 39 different charges or 37 charges right now. If he's found guilty on just, like, four or five of those and somehow in some fucking thin stretch they throw Trump behind bars, that's effectively a, a life sentence. I mean, he's going to keep running, of course. And if he doesn't win, I mean, this is the hypothetical where the blue pills get everything they fucking want and the blue checks celebrate, right? Trump gets thrown behind bars. He's found guilty for, let's just say, four of these. So a couple tens, a couple fives, and, a tw- and like two twenties. That's a life sentence. It doesn't take much to give a 76-year-old man a full life sentence. Let's see what the comments got going on, right? Sam McGroman says... I've read the indictment. They're trying to make the crime fit the Espionage Act of 1917, an act of rather dubious applications and constitutionality. I doubt it ever goes to trial. Jack Smith is a Democrat Party partisan. The last time he went after a Republican, the Supreme Court overturned the conviction unanimously. The whole thing is obviously political, an attempt by Democrats to keep Trump from being reelected. Yeah, pretty much. That's why I was saying, if he if he wasn't running, none of this would be happening. And the real shit kicker is, I know he has so many bad policies and picks some really bad people, but just for funsies, you know? You have the entire weight of the DOJ, FBI, and CIA bearing down on one guy. There's no other GOP candidate, not even Ron DeSantis is facing the same kind of scrutiny. If anything, Ron DeSantis is getting the same kind of scrutiny Trump got in the newspapers and shit when he ran in 2016. That's about the worst DeSantis is dealing with. Meanwhile, every single three-letter alphabet organization in this country is trying to weigh Trump down. I don't know, man. I kind of like the idea of voting for the guy that the entire system is working as hard as it possibly can to stop. Go ahead. Leave the shill comment in the description or in the comments below. Tell me, he's part of the deep state. He's World Economic Forum. He's an Epstein client. And I will jokingly debunk every, well, all three of those claims. But you have some original say in the comments. I'd love to hear it. Seldom do I get any original hate comments these days. By Rob Oliver. Indoubtedly. Trump is, however, doing a right-smashing job of preventing himself from re-election. Yeah, that's a Brit. I can read it like a Brit. See, Brits think differently than Americans. Uh, A lot of American GOP and a lot of American independent voters are really into this shit right now. At bare minimum, they're enjoying the memes. 
at a and at the you know maximum here it's making them want to vote for him considering trump's going up in the polls actively right now so uh, i would say that's a bloody bad take mate a to Z says, if Trump is a 24 presidential nominee for the Republican Party, the GOP will lose in the general election in November. Independents, especially college-educated ones, will not give Donald the benefit of the doubt in 2024, as they may have in 2016. Big X to doubt, because we saw Trump's polling like double leading to the 2020 election, where he actually went up in every state with some supporters. Even in states that he ended up losing, now how you... Whether you think he lost us fairly and squarely is a completely different topic that's irrelevant to the situation. And as, we'll get into this with a different upload. Trump's polling is up. Different polls show him rising rapidly right now. And with Core MAGA pretty much being there, and that's like 80% of the GOP. Ah! We'll get into an article here in a little bit that doesn't seem to hold water to wait. But one more comment before we move on. Exactly. I voted for him twice, but he's not viable now. How so? In what ways? The feds will get at least one conviction. And that's all it takes. And if they don't get that, his image is tarnished. Is it? Beyond repair. Is it though? Oh boy. His attacks on DeSantis and other proves to me that he's now continuing for his ego, not the good of conservatives. Said like a real shill. Really? You say this as if Ron DeSantis didn't become the first presidential candidate to use AI to actively lie to the voters about the personality, beliefs, and views of the running opponent. DeSantis used AI to make fake images, and peddle them off as if they were real images of Trump. Basically, smooch and Fauci. You really want to sit here and act like Ron DeSantis is like the virtual good guy here? Your shill comment glows in the goddamn dark. And what do you mean his image is... How is his image now more tarnished than it was before? Especially with the last indictment affirmatively proving that Stormy Daniels is full of shit like the two previous court cases before, and with Trump breaking records for amount of donations 24 hours like i don't i fail to see your argument i think you're actually a blue pillar or black pilled and you're sitting here trying to sound red but you're failing really badly one last read here by extige 24 who cares it's either trump or a bought facade same old politician we lose if trump is the nominee we lose definitely if it's an establishment drone. No discernible difference between them and Democrats at a fundamental level. Well, I would ask who the them is. Because again, uh, it's either Trump or a bought facade, same old politician. I'm, I don't know. I don't think you lose 2024 if Trump's the nominee. Though I will tell you this is a fact. If Ron DeSantis is the 2024 nominee, I am voting for Robert F. Kennedy Jr. So if Ron DeSantis... I can tell you this from personal uh, viewpoint here. Ron DeSantis, if nominated, will make me vote Democrat. And I will vote Robert F. Kennedy Jr. So I guess I'm like the counterbalance of this whole thing here. Because I can't stand Zion Ron, the Florida snake. But that being said, I'm going to wrap this episode up here and get into an article about how Trump's doing the polls following all this hubbub. And until next time, I've been just James Madison. I shall catch you all later. And now, brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen.
respect inside four walls. Now, like I said, you see these comments here. We read them in the last video. If you're watching the compilation episode, you just heard all these. Oh, but it's Trump's nominee. The GOP is going to lose. Oh, Trump's indictment is going to cost the GOP moderate and independent voters. Oh, if Trump's the nominee, we lose 24. Shut up. Shut the fuck up. You are so incredibly fucking wrong. It's pathetic. In order to prove my fucking point, you pansy-ass black-pilled pussies, allow me to go to two far-left sources that are about as anti-Trump as you can fucking get to read two articles about fucking salt. <clears throat> Trump's favorability rises in poll despite indictment. Oh, what's that, folks? Like I told you last week, if Trump is indicted a second time, you're going to see him break the record again for the most donations in a week period, if not 24 hours, and you're going to see him rise very rapidly in the polls with favorability amongst not just Republicans, because there's barely any Republicans he has to win over that aren't swampy yet. And moderates. And guess what? It absolutely fucking is. We go to the Independent for this first story. And as you can tell, the Independent has the fag flag behind it. So let's continue on, folks. Trump's favorability rises in polls despite indictment. Oh, and by the way, feel free to leave your rage in the comments below if you're really not happy to hear this. Your salt goes great with everything I cook. Nearly half of the half of Americans believe charges against Trump are politically motivated. Oh, yeah, don't fucking say. I hate to tell you this, but this is probably the most predictable shit ever, especially following what happened the first time. All around the federal courthouse in downtown Miami, there are signs something significant is about to take place. Local police are working with national security agencies preparing for protests and the safety concerns that come with a high-profile court date. This latest indictment isn't keeping Donald Trump from the campaign trail. He held two rallies this weekend, railing against the charges. The ridiculous and baseless indictment of me by the Biden administration's weaponized Department of Injustice <laughs> will go down as among the most horrific abuses of power in the history of our country. Some former allies of the former president see things differently. I was shocked by the degree of sensitivity. Calling Barr an ally is pretty fucking rich. Barr's not really an ally by any fucking means. Barr's a establishment player. He was only appointed because Barr had a job. He, Barr got hired originally in the 80s by Reagan when he was a much younger buck. And then he left. And then Trump saw his resume, asked him to come back as attorney general, and then Barr fucked him over pretty badly and then left. And then he gets paid big money to go on Fox, CNN, MSNBC, and run his mouth about a bunch of things that are mostly irrelevant unless Trump's getting indicted, which is the only time I've really heard him talk about Trump outside of that. Other times it's like, a, well, you know, there wasn't anything with the 2020 election at all. In fact, compared to other elections, the 2020 election was the safest I've I've seen. There was, like, minimal interference and minimum, minimal fraud. And you also remember that Barr, as Attorney General, said, well, I don't really believe there's much to the laptop story. And that, quote, aged like fine fucking wine, folks. These documents and how many there were, frankly... On Fox News, the man who served as Trump's attorney general delivered a scathing assessment mm -hmm. of the indictment. If even half of it is true, then he's toast. I mean, it's a, it's yeah, a, pretty, he said this last a very time detailed too. indictment, uh, and it's very, very damning. 
Trump is facing 37 federal charges for his alleged handling of classified documents and allegedly refusing to return sensitive materials from his Mar-a-Lago estate. About an hour's drive south along the Florida coast, some Republicans are coming to Trump's defense. I also don't think that if he was running for president that they would be charging him right now. Why not? Yeah, no shit. Because I don't think what he did was, was, a, was a very serious crime. I don't. The vice chair of the Republican Party of Miami is not satisfied with the evidence and agrees with Trump's narrative, claiming this is politically motivated. It's basically misfiled paperwork. And for that, you're going to lock up a candidate for president right before an election? It's no. even misfiled. No. Katie, you covered the first indictment in New York City. How might this one compare? Well, when Trump entered the courthouse in New York, an agreement had been reached ahead of time. He did not have to wear handcuffs and no mug shot was snapped. That is expected to be the same situation here in Miami. Oh, Outside wow. It sounds like they're real, like they're real sure they're going to get him fucking on this one. Right, boys? They're not even planning to do a mug shot or a fucking fingerprint. Unlike this sweetheart who's probably playing her 15th visit McDonald's. Jesus Christ, look at the shadowing on that triple fucking chin. Side of the court, we saw sweetheart, protesters, why does your chin cast like four atmosphere. separate shadows? People were wearing costumes, they did performance art. Now, it wasn't exactly a large crowd, though. There were moments where there were fewer protesters than there were journalists actually covering the event. Here, it might be a different situation. This is Trump country. This is Republican territory, so we might see a stronger showing of support for Donald Trump on Tuesday. <laughs> All right, Katie, thank you. <laughs> oh, what day Thanks. is it? Oh, that's right. That's right, folks. It's Tuesday today. Kind of wild. Let's continue on, shall we? This article is by Sweeta Shwarma. These names. Moving on. The popularity of Donald Trump rose among Americans despite becoming the first president to be indicted twice while Joe Biden's favorability marked a decline, according to the latest polls. You know he's just barely above Carter right now, right? People are predicting that within the next two to four weeks, Joe Biden will have the lowest approval rating of any Amer of any president in American history. I still don't know how Carter has a lower approval rating than Woodrow Wilson, because I think Woodrow Wilson is still the worst president in American history. Like, I don't think Biden's even fucking close, but, you know, apparently people disagree. The the poll suggested that the ex-president was consolidating more and more support from the people who believed his federal indictment was politically motivated at the time when he was running for the White House. And, what do you mean, when and at the time he was running? He is currently running for president. Interesting uses of words here. Anyway, is running for the White House and is consider and is considered as a front as the front runner for the 2024 GOP presidential nomination. Mr. Trump emerged as a favorable choice of 31% of the people, uh, marking a 6% rise from April. A poll by ABC News and uh, Ippos conducted after his second indictment suggested. Mr. Biden's popularity was tied with Mr. Trump with 31% of people finding him a favorable choice. His ratings marked a decline of 3% 3, uh, 3%, hitting an all-time low since 2020 in what was the worst indication for the president who launched his re-election bid for 2024's elections. 
The survey was conducted on a nine to uh, on the 9th and 10th of June with 910 people interviewed on a range of questions, including their view on criminal charges brought against the former president. Mr. Trump was continuing to consolidate support even after his first indictment in New York in alleged hush money payments to adult film story Daniels and had the latest in classified <clears throat> and his latest in the classified documents case. As we found out, not only that, Stormy Daniels admitted, like, dozens of times before the trial, dating all the way back to, like, 2017, that she never once had an affair with Donald Trump, and that her and her attorneys were working really hard to cut the whole story. I pulled this article up so many fucking times. I'll leave a link to the story in the description below. Ah, uh, fuck off. You just need to see the headline, right? There you go. Amid publicity tour, porn star Stormy Daniels denies having an affair with Trump. I'll leave that in the description below if you wish to go read it. I'm not turning off my ad blocker for you, though. A federal grand jury indicted the former president on the 8th of June on charges stemming from his alleged unlawful retention of national defense information. The 49-page indictment was unsealed on Friday, the 9th of June, revealing 37 counts against the ex-president. And a whole lot of nothing to come from it. His favorability correlated with how people felt about the charges brought against him. Around 47% of people said the charges against Mr. Trump were politically motivated, compared to 37% who did not see politics behind the indictment. Damn, 47% on top of that? Trump's rising, and by the way, that's only the independence poll. We have another one to look at here soon. At the same time, more people wanted Mr. Trump to be charged and held accountable for federal felonies than those who believed he should not be. Nearly half, 48% of Americans said Mr. Trump should have been charged in the case while 35% voted against it. His first public address since the Department of Justice unsealed its indictment, Mr. Trump called the charges ridiculous, baseless, uh, returning to the campaign trail. This is just a political hit job. Republicans are threatened far different, are treated far differently by the Justice Department than Democrats, Mr. Trump claims at a statement at a GOP convention in Columbus. Quote, they're cheating, they're crooked, they're corrupt. These criminals cannot be rewarded. They must be defeated. Okay, let's hop over here. Trump tops DeSantis by 38 points in new poll after news of indictment. Oh boy. This somehow backfired for DeSantis, too. So not only is Trump's support with moderates rising. Now, yeah, I, I know what the last two like par half paragraphs I read said, but it's, again, I'm going to liberal outlets on purpose. Why? Because they're all admitting, yeah, Trump's approval's rising, Biden's approval is sinking. But, you know, we asked our readers what they thought, and they said Trump should be arrested more than the people who were part of the poll and the survey we, we ran earlier. So that says something, right? No, it says that you had to go outside of the group of people that were part of the polling system and ask your audience what they thought. Mr. Intercept, you know, your audience, or Mr. Independent, you know, your audience that is as blue as it fucking gets. So, the hill of the center bias. My ass. Let's get into it. By Lauren... Sephora. Former President Donald Trump topped his closest Republican challenger by nearly 40 points. In a new poll of likely GOP voters following the news of his federal intent. What's that? I'm sorry, what's that? DeSantis was gonna is gonna surpass Trump in the polls now? 
Did, did I read that in the comments earlier? Damn. Doesn't look to hold water now, does it? Of course I fucking wouldn't. Seriously, it, it, the, the people telling you like, oh, this is it for Trump, man. This is it. This is going to break him, bro. They don't know what the fuck they're talking about. And, and they're trying to actively get you worked up. Now let's continue on. The CBS News and YouGov poll found that 61% of likely GOP voters would vote for Trump in 2024 Republican primary. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis trailed in second place, garnering 23% of the vote. Ouch, buddy. Tim Scott, fucking jokel, and former Vice President Mike Pence each received 4% of the vote, while presidential candidate Nikki Haley received 3% of the vote. Ouch. When asked what candidates uh, they would consider voting right for right now, 75% of likely GOP responders said they would consider voting for Trump. 51% said they would consider voting for DeSantis. Damn, 75% you say. 21% of voters said they would consider Scott, 16% said they would consider Pence, and 15% said they would consider Haley. Presidential candidate Vivek Ramaswamy, who's the other person I really like, if he's a nominee, which isn't going to happen this time around, I would, all, I would be pretty comfortable voting for him, actually. Presidential candidate Vivek Ramaswamy received 13% of the vote. My only issue is I don't like how, I don't like that he's not pro, pro-life, but, you know, whatever. Received 13% of the vote, while former New Jersey Gov Chris Christie received 7% while voters were asked what candidate they were considering. 61% said uh, said news of Trump's indictment does not affect their views of him. When asked what happened, what should happen to Trump if he's convicted on federal charges, 80% of likely GOP voters said he should be able to be president. Damn, so six, 80% of the GOP you're talking to 75% said they're still willing to vote for him. 80% are now saying that they're down for the cause, potentially. So that's 75% plus 5%. I wonder where that extra 5% from the rest of the group came from, but moving on. The Justice Department charged Trump in 37 counts of indictment last week over his handlings of classified materials after leaving the White House. Justice Department evidence revealed that the former president had documents containing nuclear and military secrets and the charges hold several decades of prison time. The poll included responses from 1,798 respondents interviewed between June 9th and June 10th after the indictment was unsealed. The margin of error for the sample is plus or minus 3.3%. Damn, dog. So we have two separate polls, ran at the same time, and both polls show Trump still ahead. Jeez, I wonder this cycle will continue. Shit. What is this? Excluded most Republicans see politics behind Trump's indictment. Reuters, IPSOS polls. Article is by Jason Lange. June 12th. A vast majority of Republicans believe federal criminal charges against Donald Trump are, are politically motivated, according to, to a Reuters IPSOS. This is a different poll, by the way, than the other earlier one. As you remember, the other one wasn't ran with Reuters, but was an IPSOS poll. This is Reuters and IPSOS. So different polling, different results, similar responses, though. Completed on Monday, so yesterday, or as you remember, the last one was finished over the weekend, uh, Monday showed that uh, shows him 
far ahead of his nearest rival for the race for the Republican presidential nomination. The polling, which began on Friday, a day after Trump was indicted, found that 81% of self-identified Republicans said politics were, was driving the case, reflecting uh, reflecting the deep polarization of the U.S. Uh, electorate presidential Joe, President Joe Biden, a Democrat, has repeatedly said he has no involvement in the case brought by the Department of Justice. Uh, huh. Anyone believe that? Anyone? Do you believe that? That could have had to do with January 6th. Not this footage. The number of Republicans who believe the former president is being unfairly targeted vastly exceeds the 30 to 35% of Trump supporters who are estimated by political analysts to make up his core base. Oh, damn. What a way to loosely say silent majority is real. That's weird. That's a weird, uh, weird way to say that, my man. Some 62% of respondents in the Reuters IPSOS poll, including 91% of Democrats and 35% of Republicans, said it was believable that Trump illegally stored classified documents at his home. In Of course, a majority of the Democrats believe that, but it is interesting because 91% is actually lower than it was during the first indictment because, what, that was like 97.2%? Something like that area, like 97% roughly? Now it's down to 91%. That's an interesting fluctuation, but then again, perhaps polls are different this time around. Who knows? Perhaps they'll break it down. Said it was believed that Trump illegally stored the documents. The indictment did not appear to dent Trump's standing in the Republican nomination uh, contest for the 2024 presidential election. The specific charges, yeah, you're right. As you said earlier, they've boosted his approval with the GOP. And the other articles that show that polls show moderates are in on this shit too, being like, you know what? Fuck the deep state. And again, you can look around. You tell me all you want. I know you're coping and fucking seething right now because look what's happening to Target. Look what's happening to Nike. Look what's happening to Activision. Look what's happening to all these other fucking companies that decided going woke was a great idea. The average citizen is woken up or wakened up, whatever, and they're pissed. And over the course of the last two years, the Democrats have made parents a voting group. That's a dangerous play to have. So, I don't exactly think your black pillar bullshit and your coping and seeding little comments at the end are exactly disqualifying anything else in these polls. Other than you'd be like, well, 91% of Democrats thought he was guilty and less than four, and you know, not even half of the Republicans thought maybe he might be guilty too. Meanwhile, you were saying 75% plus of Republicans are like, yeah, I'm going to vote for Trump. Meanwhile, 80% plus, 80 plus are saying, yeah, it's bullshit indictment charges. 35% think he maybe had documents he wasn't supposed to have? Oh, boy. Your chances look great, don't they? Now, moving on. With 35% of Republicans that they believe Trump uh, illegally stored classified documents at his home in Florida as alleged by prosecutors. The indictment did not appear to dent Trump's standing in the Republican Party contest for the 2024 election. The specific charges, including obstruction of justice, became public on Friday, after uh, Friday afternoon, when the indictment was unsealed. Some 43% of self-identified Republicans said Trump was their preferred candidate, compared to 22% who picked Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. So even in the, this poll, DeSantis is way behind. I love it. In early May, 
Trump led DeSantis by 49 to 19%, but that was before DeSantis formally entered the race. The rest of the Republican field, which includes former Vice President, this is kind of old news here, Pence, who declared his candidacy last week, had low single-digit supports, uh, levels of support. Trump flew to Miami on Monday to face federal charges of unlawfully keeping U.S. national security documents and lying to officials who tried to recover them. Trump, who will appear in court on Tuesday, has proclaimed his innocence and vowed to continue his campaign to regain the presidency in November 2024 general election. Many Republican contenders in the 2024 race have accused the U.S. Justice Department of political bias and says it's being weaponized against Biden's biggest Republican challenger. The department says all investigation decisions are made without regard to partisan policy. That's interesting. So how's that uh, investigation that you guys of your own volition launched into Hunter Biden? Oh, uh, what's that? You closed it as soon as Biden got reelected and then... About five months ago, the House made you force you to reopen it. Damn! If it was really a, a blinded court system where you can, you know, fairly go after everybody, you would think there'd be a lot more politicians being investigated right now. But all right, bud, I totally believe you. Trump also faced the charges in New York in a state criminal case related to alleged hush money payments. That's going nowhere. Iowa's polls in March found that Republicans also saw the investigation as politically motivated. No shit. Especially when you consider she even admits on multiple occasions that never having slept with Trump. Biden's approval rating stood at 41% last week, close to uh, the lowest levels of his presidency. Trump had a 40% approval rating at this point in 2017 and 2020. As according to the other polls, his approval rating is actually below 40%, but this approval rating has him at 40%. But all these polls, even though they're all slightly different and ran slightly different, even though IOS poll is in chart uh, worked on two separate polls we've read through today, DeSantis is behind Trump by big double digits, and Biden is slipping behind and lowering his approval level more and more, regardless of what poll you're looking at. And I've only used liberal outlets for this episode today, guys. And there's a reason for that. Four percent of the rating at this point, uh, 2017 to 2021 presidency. The latest poll includes responses from 1,005 adults nationwide. See? Different than the last iOS uh, IP SOS poll. Adults nationwide had a credibility interval. A measure of precision of a 4% points for all voting age Americans between 6 and 7 percentage points for Republicans. Damn. So all this going on, Trump being indicted, and the Republicans actually gained support? And according to this poll, with the bulk of the support still being behind Trump, how much you want to bet that the support the GOP gained in these six to seven points is exclusively to support Donald Trump? But perhaps you guys have something different to say in the comments below. We'll find out. Okay. So now we're over here at Trump's True Social. We're going to watch two videos and read some of the truths he's posted since then. You know me, I'm going to play this on twice the speed. Okay, joining us by phone is the conference chair of the Republican House, uh, Elise Stefanik of New York. Uh, Congressman Stefanik, uh, you threw down pretty hard on this uh, on the situation of the Justice Department and President Trump. Can you explain that to us? Absolutely. So yesterday was a very dark day, one of many that we have seen under the Biden regime. And it is not a mistake that at the same day that the FBI was forced 
to finally provide to Congress a document that we are owed because of our, our constitutional authority and oversight that shows the corruption and, frankly, the treasonous relationships Biden and his family members had uh, while he was sitting as vice president. He has been bought and paid for. That's the same day that Biden's Department of Justice targets President Trump with an indictment. Hang on, Congressman Stefanik, you're not known as a bomb thrower. You just used the word treasonous. Can you explain that to this audience? Well, first of all, I've said it's the Biden crime family many times before, but you have criminal acts that were committed by Biden family members. And now we know, according to allegations, and it's important that we continue our congressional oversight, if we have a president of the United States who is corrupt, frankly, that is un-American. So I stand by that statement, and that was in my statement I put out last night. Congressman, you've been, you came to national prominence and stepping up in the first impeachment and coming to the forefront. Is, do you see a connection of this entire thing, of, of this, this war against Trump by the administrative state? Oh, of course. It goes back to pre-2016, leading up to the 2016 election, how the Obama-Biden administration allowed federal agencies like the FBI and Department of Justice to target President Trump illegally, not just the wiretapping, but also uh, the phony start of the crossfire hurricane, which they knew uh, was not based upon uh, adequate intelligence, and they knew was based upon a Clinton operation that Clinton's campaign wanted put into place. So, of course, it's all connected, Steve, and patriots across America know it. It goes back to crossfire hurricane. The swamp has gotten deeper and deeper and continues to try to cover up uh, these illegal acts, and they need to be held accountable. I'm proud to be one of the leaders in Congress continuing to uncover more and more corruption. Just a couple weeks ago, I was the one that asked the National Archives and Records Administration about the referral that led to ultimately the raid to Mar-a-Lago, which ultimately led to the appointment of the special counsel. It was based upon my question, how unprecedented it was for a bureaucrat to refer that to the inspector general. Congressman, last thing, you're saying that if, in pursuing this to its ultimate conclusion, that if you see what you think of the, the, not just allegations, but there's at least partial evidence now, that if Biden sold his office or access to his office or access to himself to people like the Chinese Communist Party, to people like corrupt oligarchs in Ukraine, you believe that rises to the level, not just of corruption, but you believe that you'll be able to show ultimately, if that's true, this rises to the level of treason? Well, it's certainly, first of all, the FBI wouldn't turn over the documents, Steve, so why are they hiding that? Why do they not take action? There are a lot more questions that need to be answered, which is why we're working so closely with Jamie Comer on his oversight. That's why oversight is important, and I know uh, that we need to continue to conduct that oversight to get the truth, but we will look at every evidence, every shred of evidence, and all options are on the table. But ultimately, Steve, what do we need to do in 2024 with President Trump? He's the one who is going to be able to save this country and to clean out the rot in these federal agencies. Do you think we're going to have a constitutional crisis this summer just on this part, on the House, is the, the separation of powers for the House right in authority to oversee the executive branch? Do you think we're heading there given the stonewalling they've had? Well, what has been interesting, Steve, is we definitely have to uh, use the contempt process to demand documents from these agencies. And it's not just the FBI. This was the same thing that the State Department, when they refused, Secretary Blinken refused uh, to provide information to uh, Foreign Affairs Committee Chairman Mike McCall on the Afghanistan withdrawal. It took a threat of contempt. These agencies need to wake up and realize that they need to respond to Congress. We oversee them on behalf of the American people, not the other way around. So we're going to continue using our constitutional congressional authority to do that. Uh, I hope that these agencies will be more responsive, but I don't expect that, as you and I both know. Uh, Congressman Stefanik, how do people follow you on social media? Elise Stefanik. You can follow me on all socials at Elise Stefanik, and uh, we'd appreciate your support. We need to rally together to save this country in 2024. Now, I do want to put it out there. She is supposedly on the list. So a couple months ago, there was a leaked document 
the validity of which has never been confirmed. I touched on it, but I didn't report on it. Uh, because, again, it's unverified, and I already deeply fucking disdain no-named sources. To the point where if I'm reading an article and it comes up, I mock the anonymous source. And I've used anonymous sources jokingly and ironically before, but I, I make sure I have a tone to my voice when I say it. But Elise Stefanik, or however you say her name, Stefanik, whatever, her, Tulsi Gabbard, and, um, uh, Sarah Palin? Can't remember off the top of my head. But it was three chicks who were on the ticket, but that has never been confirmed. Trump has been retweeting Elise Stefanik like fucking wild. Conference chair innocent. House Republican Conference Chairwoman Elise Stefanik is commenting on the former president's alleged indictment. In her statement, Stefanik calls the alleged indictment politically motivated. She says she's committed to holding government officials accountable for their quote endless illegal witch hunt against the former president. So I do appreciate her, and Vivek Ramaswamy is also out there like railing against us too. But as I said this before, I really like Vivek Ramaswamy. I think he's trying to get a job. I think that's why he's really running. I don't think Vivek's running this time to win. I think Vivek wants to get his name out there, and I think he's gearing up to. I mean, he may take running in 2028 way more seriously, but right now I think he's running to try and be Trump's VP. I think I could be wrong, but I think. So we're gonna hop in over here. Shall we? Go left around mid. Moving on. Right up here. Getting ready to head, and this is from 23 hours ago, getting ready to head down to the Laurel in Miami. We must all be strong and defeat the communist, Marxist, and radical left lunatics that are systematically destroying our country. Make America great again. Yeah. Now we're going to keep scrolling up here. From 21 hours ago. I... I hope the entire country is watching what the radical left lunatics are doing to America and all we stand for. We are a nation in serious decline and it will only get worse. P.S. China just effectively took over Cuba. I would never have let that happen under the Trump administration, which convinced me he's wrong on that one. Again, if you want to just say, well, you never give Trump any shit, that is factually not fucking true. You don't watch my content enough. That's fine. I don't care if I lose subscribers, personally speaking, but I bust Trump's balls on this show really hard, constantly. This is just one of those episodes where it's like, uh, yeah, this is clearly bullshit. Now that the seal is broken in addition to closing the border and removing all the criminal elements that have illegally invaded our country, making America energy independent and dominant again, and immediately ending the war between Russia and Ukraine, I will appoint a real special prosecutor to go after the most corrupt president in the history of the USA, Joe Biden. Again, I think Woodrow Wilson is a bit more of a corrupt president, but you can't go after him, he's dead. So you may say the most corrupt president alive. Because uh, Carter wasn't corrupt, he was just fucking inept. The entire Biden crime family and all others involved with the destruction of our elections, border, and country itself. Election interference at a level never seen in our country. Joe Biden just uh, stated that he never spoke to Attorney General Garland about indicting his political, uh, uh, bl political opponent, who just happens to be le uh, leading him by a lot in the polls. Used to say the same thing about Hunter's business partners until that was revealed to be a lie. Met with them many, many, many times. Crooked Joe and his thugs are destroying America. Yeah, not wrong. 
Oh, we we the I I'm gonna come back to the story later. If you look here, different poll by interactive polls ran on Twitter. Trump leads with 68.8% on the Twitter polls. Uh, DeSantis comes in with 26.4%, so even more of a brutal fucking loss here. And with how Tucker Carlson gets the views, I think Twitter might be more of an accurate poll firm than any other poller out there right now. But we'll see. We'll see. Security advisor Jake Sullivan, the president uh mike rep mike waltz talk about double standards biden sitting uh sitting national security advisor jake sullivan sent top secret emails to hillary clinton's private account and the doj didn't do a damn thing about it no wonder americans are losing faith in our justice system a sit a sitting national security advisor jake sullivan the president's national security advisor sent top secret emails to Hillary Clinton when he was her deputy chief of staff at the State Department and got nothing, not even a slap on the wrist, on an unsecured server that we know our enemies were trying to access. Top secret and compartmented, even higher than top secret. He was sending back and forth freewheeling, uh, and yet we see nothing there. We see. Uh, Clinton's national security advisor, Bill Clinton's national security mm -hmm. advisor, breaks into the National yep. Archives, steals document, and burns them. Yep. But yet, Senator Coons, I mean, imagine if President Trump had a bonfire out back destroying these documents. He didn't. Uh, but yet, that's what that's what uh, Hillary Clinton did. That's what Bill Clinton's national security advisor did. And the consequences were zilch. Correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't Fox business owned by Disney? Meanwhile, Fox News is a separate entity. I might be mistaken. But let's continue on. Let's see. Oh, that seems to be it. For now, at least. That being said, this has been Inside Four Walls. Got some more episodes coming out today. I'm going to take a break and do a fun episode about Activision and the boycotts. And then we will get right in to Hillary Clinton's new revelations. I'm your James Madison. This has been Inside Four Walls. Stay tuned for more episodes coming out today. back and their groomers is kellogg's next dylan mulvaney goes blonde and poses with tony the tiger at the tony awards now i will say dylan mulvaney has had to cake on the makeup because dylan mulvaney's first social media post after being gone for a long ass time we're gonna watch this shit together all right so offensive content coming your way very quickly first off this is dylan mulvaney's first video in a little over two months since the boycott began, right? 
Now Dylan was spotted a couple times in public. Didn't really give much word other than be like, oh, I don't drink beer anyways. I don't care. Which is really fucking funny to me. You crash an entire beer company. Well, an entire beer company panders to you and it kills them. And you don't even like beer. There's humor to that. But look how gaunt Dylan is. Now, I want to remind you of an article we covered right before all the boycotts happened. Actress. Really, Google? Actress? Oof. I will leave a link to the actual episode I did about this topic in the description below. But Dylan Mulvaney, in an interview with Daily Mail, talked about how no one is in his personal life who cares about him. He is surrounded by yes-men and leeches who want to take all of his money and suck clout off of him. Can't get a date. Dylan Mulvaney talks about how women and men look at him and they're physically repulsed by his presence. He's alone. No one has his back. And during the boycotts, that whole, you know how narcissistic and up his own ass Dylan Mulvaney actually is? The boycott fucked with his self-esteem. Absolutely crushed this uh, clown's ego. And I'm making some speculations here at this point because everything I've said so far about Dylan Mulvaney being absolutely lonely and fucking miserable. Dylan Mulvaney said that themselves. Episode and article in the description below. This is the first video Dylan's uploaded since then. Look at how skinny Dylan's gotten. I bet you, behind the scenes, Dylan has been starving himself. Some anorexia, bulimia type shit. Like, they don't love me. <laughs> Finger down the throat type shit. I'm just making speculations here. But you can't say Dylan Mulvaney looks healthier. Now let's check this out. I live for the gays. Mm. I live for the gays. I live for them. I live for the gays. The gays, the gays, the gays. The guys. Now, I don't mean to keep making you guys look at this person's fucking 2x4 body. 2x1 to be more accurate. But look at the rib cage. Look at the shoulders. Look at the delt. You can see the skeletal structure under Dylan. Whereas beforehand, you couldn't really see that. Dylan Mulvaney was just kind of built like a gangly guy. But now Dylan Mulvaney's extremely bony. And in this public outing with Tony the Tiger, Dylan Mulvaney is like wearing an inch of fucking makeup. So, again, I predicted that Dylan Mulvaney, after this backlash and ego getting crushed, I mean, God forbid, I've said people should pray for Dylan Mulvaney and someone should try to help this person out because there's no help in them. But, you know, at this point, no one in your personal life looking this fucking gaunt. I don't know, man. I think Dylan's run out of time. You know what I mean? I'm not wishing ill or saying anything of the sort. I'm just an observation. Vanish from the spotlight, you reappear all starved and malnourished and sickly looking. I'm just, I, I, I hate to say it. I know people, people aren't giving me shit in the comments most likely for this, and I don't really give a fuck. Subscribe or unsubscribe means absolutely nothing to me. But someone should, re if, if anyone knows Dylan, for the love of God, Buy this motherfucker a burger and give him some testosterone. ASAP. Look at the arms. Look at the fucking forearms. You see that? You see that? Like that, that line up there? That's not healthy. This is disturbing. Like, it's extra disturbing, even for Dylan Mulvaney content. So let's hop into this article, shall we? Is Kellogg's next? Dylan Mul uh, is Kellogg's next? Dylan Mulvaney goes blonde and poses with Tony the Tiger at the Tony Awards by Taylor Knight. Yeah, I think it's kind of funny. 
Because you know why Kellogg's cereal was invented, right? Kellogg's cereal was invented to stop people from masturbating. You know, I live in the Detroit, Ipsy, Ann Arbor area. You know, I bounce around in these areas a ton. Kellogg started in Ann Arbor. That's why there's a ton of Kellogg-themed buildings. Ah, not reading your fucking word video. Bill Mulvaney, 26 Proves Blondes, have more fun as he poses with Kellogg's Tony the Tiger on his arms. The absolutely biological male influencer appeared on the 76th Tony Awards. Magneta. Carpet at the United Palace Theater on Sunday evening, wearing a black diamond <laughs> embellished gown, featuring a mesh corset that revealed his shoulders. His bony, starved shoulders, apparently. Mulvaney, along, uh, sorry, Mulvaney posed alongside Tony the Tiger, who swapped out his iconic red scarf for a customized bow tie featuring his name. Well, I mean, I feel like that's not a new look. I feel like I've seen that, that look before on Tony, right? Anyway, Tony said uh, Tony was a great gentleman holding Mulvaney's, uh, holding Mulvaney's train as he walked the carpet and posed for several photos, exchanging smiles and laughs. Oh, I'm sure Tony the Tiger was very expressive. <laughs> the tiger will present uh, will present unique gold-filled cereal bowls engraved with Kellogg's Frosted Flakes at Tony's after. Look, why are people eating Tony the Tiger to begin with? I don't care if you boycott Kellogg's or not. You shouldn't be eating it to fucking begin with. Special K is a fucking scam. That shit's not very healthy for you at all. Frosted Flakes is fucking horrible for you. How many athletes? How many professional athletes do you think really wake up and start their day feeling great after a bowl of Frosted Flakes? Now, like, you shouldn't be eating really any of this to begin with, you know, like oatmeal, like a fucking chad. Quote, Tony is thrilled to celebrate all the amazing talent and present them with a new Tony, mo new Tony moment after the curtains falls. These interviewers, bro. Laura Newman, senior director of brand marketing at Kellogg's company, told Fanshee, let me see some real quick. All right, does not appear to be World Economic Forum or have any direct ties to China. Okay, never mind. I just want to see if I could find anything. You usually get lucky with that kind of thing where it's like, oh, yeah, promoting this kind of shit. Let me see something. I usually find like a WEF connection at least. Not here today. So, all right. Quote, uh, I read all that. Moving on. Should Mulvaney's appearance with the iconic Frosted Flakes mascot hint towards a collaboration, Kellogg's could be headed for a controversial outcome. That would be funny as hell. Imagine the jokes. Because Tony the Tiger already gets attacked on Twitter by furries all the time. Imagine if he is directly correlated with the LGBTQ community. Like, directly. Imagine how double down the furry harassment on Twitter will be. Do it, Tony. Do it, Kellogg's. I fucking implore you. It'd be great. I wouldn't complain the slightest. Hmm. Again, look at this. You can see like the rib cage and everything right here on Dylan. Kind of actually, from like a health standpoint, I already know whatever's going on upstairs with Dylan Mulvaney is fucking broken. But man, I am actively kind of disturbed by how bony Dylan Mulvaney has become since we last publicly saw him. Mulvaney has faced intense backlash for his recent LGBT whatever the fuck campaign with Bud Light, which cost the beer company Anheuser-Busch 27 billion 
in market value, according to Fox News. Bud Light initially defended the move before later offering a half-hearted apology to its customers. Other brands such as Target, Nike, Cracker Barrel, and Kohl's have witnessed... Oh yeah, I meant to talk about the Cracker Barrel thing, but this, you know, it is what it is. Moving on. Have witnessed... Oh, uh, repercussions for releasing Pride-related merchandise as well. Target released a Pride-themed clothing line. Yeah, no, they released swimsuits that incentivized young boys, mostly targeting towards kids, to hide their penises. What a weird sentence to say. But essentially, they're selling swimming suits targeted towards men to make them hide and be ashamed of anything that makes them masculine, to encourage them to appear more feminine. Target, you're really fucking disturbing. I don't buy any of these fucking bullshit bomb threats Target keeps claiming to have. Because they really had it. They would release these phone calls. They would release any, They would release more shit than just saying, we keep getting bomb threats. It's like, bro, I believe you a lot more if you just quit saying and show it. Anyway, Bud Light initially defended the half-hearted apology to his customers, other brands, Target, Nike, anyway, Kohl's, Pride Merchandise. Target released a Pride-themed clothing line for children and tuck-friendly men's swimsuits that allow men who have not had their gender-affirming operations to conceal their genitalia. The issue is, it wasn't targeting men. It was targeting children. Bit fucking different, New York Post, but I love the word game. The company's shares have plunged 20% since mid-May, estimating $15 billion in market value, or eliminating $15 billion in market value. That's a conservative estimate, by the way. Party, partly due to investors' concerns about inf- <laughs> has nothing to do with inflation. I've debunked this. I'll do it one more time. So, it has to do with inflation. Is that really the bullshit you want to peddle to me, New York Post? All right, let's look at this, shall we? So, it has to do with inflation, right? Inflation's not a new thing for the Biden economy. Inflation's been a big problem for investors for the last about year and a half, two years, roughly. So, tell me something. Why is it that, like, right here in May, right? Bam. May. It's interesting how it's up high, right? Look at this. Inflation's such a problem that by May 23rd, we go up, go up, go up, go up. Bam, look at that. Decently high, a little dip, a little dip, back to being high. And then the boycott begins. And it all starts to fall apart. April with a high, and then a fucking death shot from May to June. With the boycott beginning in late April. So, bud, I don't know what to tell you. I have a hard time believing inflation. Let's just do a full year. See, look, a dip right here in October, but then it skyrockets back up again, leading up here before the boycott initially hits again, getting us to where we are right now. So, no, this massive uptick between September 22nd, 2022, and let's say, what, around April 29th-ish? April, yeah, right about there, right? So, April 30th, why'd it go up? If inflation was the problem, why in less than a month after its high did the marketing and value plummet? Your inflation thing is bullshit. It's a cover. It's a fucking lie. And it doesn't seem to check with fucking reality about inflation's impact on shoppers. No, people just don't want your fucking woke, gay, groomy fucking beer. You can say it's on inflation all you want, but the truth is, this Pride Month has been the Pride community getting their shit pushed in. 
and no one wants to tell you that, look at how fucking all all is well. <laughs> is it, Dylan? However, woke companies are not letting the backlash prevent them from supporting the LGBTQ whatever the fuck community. Although Target did remove some Pride themed merchandise, they are a platinum sponsor of NYC Pride, which requires a $175,000 donation. In in a recent interview with LGBTQ magazine, them Dylan Mulvaney expressed his thoughts. Wait, how's he a them and a and a her? Pick one. Jesus Christ. Mulvaney expressed his thoughts on the partnership with transgender influencers. Quote, If a brand wants to work with me so bad, then they should work with other trans people too. It's not enough to just hire me, this white, skinny boy, man. I want the dolls, I want the dolls getting all the brand deals. Disturbing. Oh, uh, yeah. Nightmare fuel. We'll, 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 we'll get into that potentially later. I don't know if I want to bleach my eyeballs. So let's check out some of the comments real quick. Uh, Pussoge says, fine by me. Actually, I'm surprised they didn't transition Tony the Tiger into Tony the Tigress. <laughs> Either way, I'm done with them. Although I hear they taste pretty good using Bud Light instead of milk. So that's that. So there's that. Chili Palmer, I stopped buying Kellogg's products many years ago when I learned they were the major a major funder of the WK Kellogg fund. Yeah, no shit. Wow, really? Are you stunned that a foundation ran by the same family that owns the cereal as well donates to each other? What a wild concept, Chili. You know, I'm really mind-boggled. Let me guess, next time you're telling me that, uh, geez, are you going to tell me that Hunter Biden was giving money to Joe Biden next? It ain't so. But moving on. The nonprofit arm of Kellogg's America Cereal and Sweets Giant is reportedly a major donor to leftist billionaire George Soros Open Society Institute. There we go, and that's what we need to hear about. And the ultra liberal Tide Center. Listed as the seventh largest philanthropic foundation in the United States, the W.K. Kellogg Foundation also registered as one of the largest institutional funders in the world, with most of its assets going to causes on the far left. Originally, the foundation's goals was helping children, but over the years has drifted further and further left. Trump 2100, or, you know, 2100, Regular, regular cornflakes still use the uh, use a rooster icon for now. You're right. It seems like the way things are going, people are losing their cocks frequently these days. Last three. Gracie. So Kellogg's of Battle Creek most likely dropped themselves from number one cereal market to somewhere behind General Mills, Quaker Oats, and Post. Honestly, I like the multi meal stuff. I, I don't know anything about the, the company's politics, but I do like the multi meal cereal. But I just prefer oatmeal. Just Quaker oats, a little bit of honey, some cinnamon, some slices of banana or raisins in that bitch. Mmm. Mmm. Good stuff. Anyway. General Mills, uh, Quaker Oats. Quaker Oats is a great American company. They've been around for a long time. I'm sure they got some bad politics, though. And Post. And none of their competitors had to fire a shot. Tony the Tiger did all the work for them. Looking forward to seeing their stock exchange numbers in freefall. Was a few seconds of exposure with ultra-liberal live audience rally worth the ire of everyday folks just trying to raise their kids without exposure to behavior outside of the societal norm? 
and please stop showing photos of this person. It's nauseating, says Anton Leong. I completely agree, Anton. That being said, we're going to read one more comment. Scroll on up. Uh, Moore's right crew. Cairo? Crew? Quote, he's an influencer. One thing is for sure. He's influenced a lot of people not to buy the products he's representing. Seems kind of backwards to me. I had no the response to this is. Influencer equals unemployed. Yeah, no shit. Uh, I'm sorry you have to see all this, see this face again. But it's okay, guys. That's the end of this episode. I've been your host, James Madison. This has been Inside Four Walls. I'm gonna go bleach my eyeballs now. Hey, I thought it was all over. <laughs>
Hi, welcome to YouTube. Thanks, it's great to be here. I'm just gonna upload my video right now. Let me see it first. Oh, wow. No, you can't post that. Why not? I don't agree with that. Nope. Okay, I'm sorry. What are you doing? I'm uploading my video. All right, that's a warning, pal. Dude, you need to relax. Flag! What? Okay, you wanna get crazy? Boom, boom, double flag. There goes your video. Did you just cancel me? All right, I'm gonna be leaving now. Where are you going? To a place where I can't get canceled and they celebrate free speech. <laughs> uh, but in fantasy land. It's not fantasy land, it's called Rumble. Later, pal. Did you need these back? Yeah, I'm gonna need those for the next person. Got you, good luck, buddy. Thanks.